from Morgan's AM. US equity markets end the week on a softer note. A very busy week on the corporate earnings calendar on both sides of the Atlantic. Morgan's AM, your pre-market briefing. US equity markets retreated on Friday with a soft second quarter result from Snap Inc after the close of last Thursday's session rattling investors in social media and advertising technology companies. Snap fell over 39% on Friday. The Dow fell 138 points or 0.4%. The broader S&P 500 lost 0.9%, unwinding an earlier rally that saw the index briefly climb above 4,000 for the first time since the 9th of June. And the Nasdaq dropped 1.9% ahead of a big week of earnings for the technology sector. Meta Platforms fell 7.6% on Friday and Alphabet was down 5.8%, no doubt weighed down by Snap's result. The small capitalization Russell 2000 index lost half a percent. For the week, the Dow gained almost 2% and the S&P 500 2.6%. Both the Dow and S&P 500 booked their best weekly performances since the 24th of June. The Nasdaq outperformed last week with a 3.3% gain. According to Refinitiv Lipidata, global equity funds recorded their biggest weekly outflow in five weeks in the week to the 20th of July, with investors offloading a net $13.8 billion to mark the biggest weekly outflow since the 15th of June. In terms of sectoral data, financial, consumer discretionary and metals and mining funds recorded outflows, but healthcare saw $511 million of inflows. Selling continued for a second week in global bond funds as investors unloaded almost $7 billion worth of holdings. In US corporate earnings on Friday night, American Express rose 1.9% as growth in travel and entertainment spending helped the company top Wall Street's second quarter earnings per share and revenue estimates. Twitter added 0.8% despite the social media company reporting softer than expected second quarter numbers with the company citing broader advertising market headwinds and uncertainty related to Elon Musk's takeover deal among the reasons for the fall in revenue. And Schlumberger gained 4.3% after the Oilfield Equipment and Services Group reported better-than-expected second-quarter earnings and revenue and lifted its outlook. Companies continued to surprise on the upside in the last week, with almost 76% of the S&P 500 earnings better-than-expected, according to data from Refinitiv. The growth rate of earnings for the second quarter continued to grow also, with S&P 500 earnings expected to grow by 6.2% based on actual reports and estimates, up from 5.6% a week earlier. It's the busiest week of the second quarter US corporate earnings calendar this week, which sees more than a third of the S&P 500 index, or approximately 175 companies, release quarterly results. Infosys, Newmont Gold Corp, Squarespace, Whirlpool and NXP Semiconductor post quarterly earnings tonight. Amazon, Alphabet, 3M, Coca-Cola, General Motors, Kimberly-Clark, McDonald's, Microsoft, Texas Instruments and Visa are among notable companies reporting on Tuesday night. Boeing Co., Meta Platforms report on Wednesday night. Apple, Amazon, Intel, Harley-Davidson and Pfizer report on Thursday night. Energy majors ExxonMobil and Chevron and Colgate-Palmolive and Procter & Gamble post quarterly results on Friday night. In US economic data last Friday, a preliminary reading of the S&P Global Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index slipped to a reading of 52.3 in July from a final print of 52.7 in June, marking the weakest pace of growth since July 2020. The global services PMI fell far more sharply to 47 in July from 52.7 in June, the lowest reading since May 2020 and well shy of economists' forecasts for a reading of 53. 
That left the composite PMI nursing its fourth consecutive monthly decline, falling to 47.5 in July and below 50 for the first time in almost two years. The widely monitored Chicago Fed National Activity Index for June is released tonight. European bourses logged modest gains last Friday as concerns over an energy supply crunch eased, although it was more defensive sectors that underpinned the advance, with real estate, utilities and food and beverage all climbing over 1%. Pan-European Stock 600 Index added 0.3%, logging its best weekly percentage gain in two months, up 2.9%, and its highest close in approximately six weeks. Germany's DAX inched 0.05% higher, however Uniper tumbled almost 29% after the German government stepped in to rescue the gas importer with a 15 billion euro bailout, which will see the state take a 30% stake in the company. Francis CAC added a quarter of 1%. Eurozone economic data, a flash reading of the global manufacturing PMI, declined to 49.6 in July from 52.1. The services PMI for the Eurozone fell to 50.6 in July, down from 53 in June. It's also a busy corporate calendar in the Eurozone this week, with health technology company Philips kicking things off tonight with the release of its first half result. Luxury brands group LVMH, tyre group Michelin and investment bank UBS post first half results on Tuesday night. Airbus and investment banks Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse report first half results on Wednesday night. London's FTSE 100 edged 0.1% higher to cap the benchmark indices' best weekly performance in almost a month with a 1.6% gain. Investors mulled the latest retail sales, consumer confidence and business activity data. Gains for the major miners, including Rio Tinto up 3.2%, were offset by falls for the banking sector down 1.2%, ahead of a host of results this week. In UK economic data, retail sales dipped a less than expected 0.1% in June, following a revised 0.8% fall in May. UK corporate calendar this week is dominated by banks and major miners. Lloyds Banking Group and Rio Tinto released first half results on Wednesday night. Anglo-American, Barclays and Shell post first half results on Thursday night. Glencore, NatWest Group and Standard Chartered released results on Friday night. Base metals rallied on Friday to cap a strong week for the complex. Copper added 2.1% to approximately $3.38 a pound, with the key industrial metal logging its first weekly rise in seven weeks, up 3.7%. Nickel rallied 3% on Friday, aluminium with a 2.3% gain, and zinc added 1.9%. China will make great efforts to consolidate its economic recovery, particularly in the crucial third quarter, putting a priority on stabilising employment and prices, according to state media reports on Friday, following a regular cabinet meeting. Benchmark Spot Iron Ore rallied $4.35 on Friday to $101.90 a metric tonne, up 5.5% for the week. Gold futures gained $14 to $1,727.40 an ounce, the highest close since the 13th of July, and snapping a five-week losing streak with a 1.4% weekly advance. All prices retreated, pressured by signs of faltering gasoline demand in the middle of the summer driving season. WTI fell $1.65 to $94.70 a barrel, Brent lost 66 cents to $103.20 a barrel. In broader energy market moves, August national gas futures gained 4.6%, logging a weekly rally of over 18%, buoyed by a smaller-than-expected weekly climb in US supplies of the fuel, according to last week's official data, and as an unusually hot weather in many parts of the US continued. Ten-year Treasury yields in the US dropped 12.7 basis points to 2.78%, extending the benchmark's maturity's weekly decline in yield to almost 15 basis points. 
The two-year note yield declined 11 basis points to 2.99%, the lowest yield settlement for the short date of maturity since the 6th of July and down almost 15 basis points for the week. Elsewhere, the Central Bank of Russia shocked the market with a 150 basis point interest rate cut on Friday, taking their key rate to 8%. Looking at the week ahead, the Federal Open Market Committee in the US begins its two-day monetary policy meeting on Tuesday night. The Central Bank widely expected to hike benchmark interest rates a further 75 basis points when it announces its decision on Thursday morning. Australian consumer price inflation figures for the second quarter are released on Wednesday, and rounding out the week, US personal income and spending figures, including the core personal consumption expenditures price index, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, for June are released on Friday night, and the Aussie dollar is buying approximately 69.3 US cents. This is general advice only, and we have not considered your needs or objectives.